Hi there, my name is Erica Browning and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you worked so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. Okay, hi Allison. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, good. Happy to be here, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you into this. Happy, yes, I'm happy that fall is on the horizon. That's what I'm happy about. Yes. Well, before we get started, let me introduce you to everyone. Um, this is Allison Bunch. She is a registered nurse and she is the co-owner of Prime Recovery and Wellness. Um, she's also the director of operations and a practitioner at this practice. And I've been so excited to have you on. I can't believe it's taken me this long to have a nurse injector on the show because it's so popular. We were just talking about it. it's so popular these days and, um, you know, for good reason, but, um, another, just a little bit more background on Allison. She has her bachelor's of science in nursing from Missouri state university, and she's currently in school to pursue her nurse practitioner degree. And she is in Missouri, Kansas city, Missouri. And I wanted to point that out because I know owning spas is different dependent upon what state you're in and injectables are different. And we'll get into all of that. But first, Allison, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Yes, no, thank you. It's been an honor to be considered for this. So I'm really excited to talk to you, get to know you, get to know everybody else that watches, listens. I'm yeah. excited. Thank you. Well, absolutely. So let's, what I do with everyone is I start from the beginning. Yeah. Where are you from? Okay. So I was born actually in St. Louis. So most of my immediate family is from and extended families from St. Louis. So I am always visiting St. Louis. I grew up in actually Springfield, Missouri, and that's actually where Missouri State University is. And then it was actually travel nursing that brought me to Kansas City. And then I stayed because I met my husband. So that's kind of like my, yes, geographical background per se. Um, Do you want to hear something embarrassing? <laughs> so course. I'm from Texas. Yeah. I'm from Texas. Where, I'll give you a guess. Where do Texans go to in Missouri? Branson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Yes. Everyone has to go to Branson. Talk about outlet shopping, Silver Dollar City, you name it. It's I I personally have never been, but my dad, every aunt, uncle, every older person that I've ever known from Texas goes to Branson. They yes. stay in a local timeshare. They mm -hmm. go to the outlet malls and yeah. they go to a show. There's shows. Yeah. And Branson, is it like the Vegas of the Midwest without gambling? What is it? For for advanced age, I would say. Okay. Yeah. It is definitely that. <laughs> the amount of, I honestly, I, pro, I can count on one hand the amount of times I had been there as a kid or growing up. Yeah. Because, yes, it is very, um, it's an attraction. It attracts a lot of tourists. And you only really need to go once to experience everything. Yeah. Uh, well, my aunt goes every year with her sisters. Yeah. Oh, Allison. funny. 
Well, I'm very happy for them. I'm, I hope they enjoy themselves. Are you embarrassed for me? Are you secondhand embarrassed? No, it's actually just really funny. It is so common. You know what? People don't realize, even when I say I'm from Kansas City, they always ask me about Kansas. Well, you're real far from Kansas now, aren't you? Um, you know. What? Like, nope. <laughs> not from Kansas. Because that's like the rivalry. People that live in Missouri don't want to be associated with Kansas and vice versa. So it's hilarious. Another embarrassing fact is I always think that our mutual friend lives in Kansas and she doesn't. She lives in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you are from Missouri. Missouri, born and raised. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how did you even get into nursing? Well, um, so growing up, I, of course, in our formative years, we start figuring out, well, you try to start thinking about what you want to do with your life. And no one in my family has ever been in healthcare. Mm. Um, so that's like a new consideration for me as I was in high school. I really had a big interest in veterinary medicine, but I also wanted the ability to support myself quickly and getting your associate's degree in nursing was great. It's a two-year degree. And I took all of my like prerequisites in high school as a, a dual enrollee. You know, I, I don't know what they specifically call it anymore, but yeah. that's what ultimately led me to make that decision. I always had an interest in flight nursing, trauma, you know, ER medicine. And that's right. kind of what led to the the decision to go to nursing. Right. So you got your associate's degree first then. You I started did. in high school. That's so smart, Allison. Right. I wanted, I'm like, I got to make sure I can pay my bills, be on my own. I don't know how personal you want to get, but you know, my parents, you, I grew up, they were, they were high school sweethearts. And um, by the time I was graduating high school and getting into nursing school, my parents had finally made the decision to get a divorce. And my mom didn't really have an education or something she could fall back on. So I, at the foundation of everything, I was like, all right, I know I'm good at school. I have the brains to do something and I want to be able to support myself quickly. So that's what I did. So first eight years of my career was associates pre prepared RN. Nice. Well, and I get that. I mean, I wasn't in high school, I'd probably be better off if I was, if when I'd come to this revelation, but I went to an accelerated second degree program yeah. and it was sort of the same, I'm like, you know, sort of the same uh, thought process. I need to make sure I can make some money, like no matter what, you know, and if you're in corporate and you just in the corporate world and you want to hop corporate worlds, that's hard and it's weird. And you're mm -hmm. always starting over, you know, from you, build up in this company while you're new at this company. So you take a few steps down and mm -hmm. you don't do that in nursing. No. And really, I, I was very, very shy growing up mm. and I knew I was a bookworm and I could do things that I put my, put my mind to, but I was in no, there is absolutely no way I could go into sales or try to do something that allowed me to climb that corporate ladder by building relationships and communicating properly. I was like deathly afraid of that. So I was definitely always a science nerd and interested in medicine. And yeah, that's kind of what led me down that path. 
Well, it's so smart. So, okay, you go, you graduate super early. I imagine you were really young when you graduated with your associate's degree. Yeah, I was, I was 20 years old. <laughs> 20. Yes. Oh my goodness. So what was your first nursing job? Hmm. I went directly to a level one trauma center in Springfield. That was my job. Sweet. First job. Yes. Did you cry every night? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. They ended up pairing me with some nurses, like my preceptors on nights as I got the job. Yeah. Went through that first shift on nights. It was my first overnight, 12 hours, fresh out of school. And absolutely, um, yes, I cried that first night for sure. But everybody was so, the nice thing is, or you always hear nurses will understand what I'm saying. When you get out of school prior to even taking your NCLEX and you're a grad nurse and you know nothing, also I never even stepped foot in a hospital until I was going through clinical rotations. So I never worked as like a tech or a medical assistant or had any experience. So um, all that to say was paired with my preceptors and, you know, Night shift nurses, they're no joke, especially in the ER. It's yeah. very fast paced. And there's always that theory that sometimes nurses can eat their young. I'm sure you've yeah. heard that term. So yeah. it was a culture shock for sure. And I definitely cried. So they moved me to day shift. <laughs> with, um, Isn't that funny? Um, I don't know if I should be laughing or not. I it don't is, know. Uh, you know what, though? Uh, they moved me to day shift with some of the old, like, more seasoned older nurses that have been there a while just because yeah. old shy me yeah couldn't obviously handle it right off the bat but i will tell you it's the greatest job i ever had still to this day so yeah yeah i mean you never forget that first job and i've heard that you know that nurses eat their young and some do and it's awful i just don't understand it I just, um yeah me either i didn't have that experience and i'm thankful for that mm -hmm. um i had it was in the ER at Washington Hospital Center in DC. And um, I had a great preceptor. And for the most part, I mean, you had a couple people, but that's just life. You know, you're going to always have a couple people oh, yes. that are difficult. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, people wanted to help you. And they were not going to throw a new grad into a horrible situation because they're like, uh uh, she can't handle it. And it's like, nope, I can't handle yeah. it. Right. And we want them to stick around, right? We need all the help we can get. Come in, by all means, stick around. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. Okay. So fast forward, you get your bachelor's degree. At what point are you like, hmm, I think I want to get into wellness. I think I want to get into injectables. I want to, that for the world. So you spend any number of years. Well, okay. There's like few different things that kind of led me that to that decision. So graduate nursing school, I'm working in the ER, I'm getting into forensics, I'm really enjoying helping people, but working in the ER really gets you very hardened to a few things that you, especially if you're naive to this, that can be somewhat alarming. Um, people come into the ER seeking help, but then you realize that they're also not really willing to do anything to help themselves right. and really medicine or I started really learning that healthcare that I knew 
was more sick care. Um, and some of my background after graduating nursing school, I started also competing in fitness competitions because I was really interested in the science behind nutrition and macros yeah. Um, or the food we eat, how it translates into energy. And then I was also really interested in like building muscle, like muscle protein synthesis and the things I could do to challenge myself in that direction. So that's what really led me to be very interested in wellness um, okay. initially. And then I started realizing that people started coming to me, asking me questions about this stuff. And yeah. so I really started in talking to people about it and enjoyed that side of it as well. Because if I'm seeking, if I'm absorbing all this information and using it and benefiting it from it myself, then I have the ability to share it. And people were asking me those questions. I was like, well, maybe, maybe that's something that I should be doing because we do want to make an impact. Right. And that's kind of what led me to where I'm at today. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, when you're going to start a business, which you run, you know, mm -hmm. you want to solve a problem. And when people are coming to you with the same question over and over and over and over, it, it's almost like, ding, maybe I should be doing something about this and sharing my knowledge because it's yeah. not me forcing it on anyone. People keep asking me. Yes, exactly. So, um, and that's truly something I really enjoy doing. So if people are yeah. interested in how, what they eat affects their body or what to eat or how to utilize resistance training to maximize the way they feel. Um, and, and then it translates to everything else in life, relationships, sleeping, other habits, um, you name it. So Allison, well, I hope we can be friends now because I'm really into this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can reach out any time. Well, I, I just spent two weeks in Italy. Oh, amazing. And yes. I didn't work out or do anything, but what I did do is walk eight to nine miles every day. Mm -hmm. And so when I came back, I mean, I used to be a lean machine. I'm not a lean machine anymore, but I used to be and because I lifted three times mm -hmm. a week and I did cardio, but I enjoyed it. You know, a lot of times you'll find various people in all of these camps, they hate cardio. So they'll lift weights right. or, um, because they enjoy that. And that's fine. I mean, do something you enjoy. Who cares? Right. Um, you should, I believe like you, you should be lifting weights because it will help you just be healthier, especially when you're older and not falling. And that's fine. Absolutely. Yes. Longevity in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So since I came back, jet lag has been horrendous, I bet. but good news. I wake up early and I'm like, <laughs> and I've always wanted to wake up early. So that I can knock my workout out and just not have to think about it all day. Yes. So I have lifted twice this week, Allison. Good job. I've been getting my steps in. Boom. I subscribe to that theory too. Like I've got to get everything done. I have to get it done first. And then mm -hmm. you can truly go through the motions after that throughout the rest of your day. And then it really, honestly, if you get that over with in the morning, it translates into better decisions throughout the day. So meal choices, protein, you know, you name it, water intake, going to bed early, getting good sleep. It's all kind of a downward. Um, it has that 
would that affect? I don't, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. I, yes. One decision begets another good decision. Exactly. Okay. So you co-own, is it a wellness spa? Is it um, injectables? What is your spa? So it is called Prime Recovery and Wellness and it truly encompasses the whole person. Um, people are very interested in, um, well, a good buzzword right now is like biohacking. Um, you've probably yes. heard that. So people are really interested in longevity medicine, um, hormone optimization. In what ways can I allow myself to become healthier um, if I'm still making the appropriate choices, i.e. with diet, sleep, um, and exercise? So it kind of encompasses that, but then I also have had the pleasure of being involved in aesthetic nursing. This is year number five, Um, and it kind of took me out of the ER and into aesthetics um, because then I was really able to help people feel better about themselves and provide some suggestions or allow them to come to me, not only for diet, nutrition, exercise advice, but on the flip side, their appearance. Um, Because if you're starting to make better choices, and then on top of that, you can actually enhance the way you feel, i.e. with fillers, injectables, you name it, then um, people have a tendency to really benefit from that um, on more of a mental aspect. So I ended up meeting a mutual, it was a mutual connection who was also previously an emergency room nurse, started a business, mentored and coached me in injectables. Then I started injecting. I had my own like um, single provider concierge service. And then in, we opened up Prime Recovery and Wellness so there is an aesthetic side. And then we also offer wellness infusions. So like IV therapy, rehydration services. Um, we have connections or referral network with chiropractors, physical therapy, we do cold therapy. So like cryotherapy or um, we do traditional ice baths and then peptide therapy and hormone optimization. So Wow. I didn't realize. Yes. Yes. This is so cool. So it's you just for the nurses out there. Cause they're like, I'm loving this. I'm loving everything I'm hearing. You're in Missouri. So it's you and another nurse or is she a nurse practitioner? So I'm the only medical professional who is an owner. Okay. It's me. And then my, I have two business partners, Matt and Kim. Kim is she has experience in the wellness field, but she's um, from corporate America and does a lot on the finance side. And then okay. Matt, he actually is the owner of a gym, so a gym facility. Yeah. And so that partnership kind of melts very well together. Yeah. And then we open up the wellness facility so that it's somewhere for people to go whether they are referrals, of course, or they are at the gym and they are already a member of the gym and then they want to benefit from added services. Gotcha. Um, 
yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's an interesting concept. Um, yeah. and we're trying to grow that. So it's kind of nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you, I would say, here's a question that people want to know, because we talked about this a little bit before we started, you're in Missouri. Do you have to have a physician like consult with you in order to have a medical spa in Missouri? Yeah. They don't have to own it, but they, okay. you have to have medical directorship. So in okay. the United States, um, there are a fair amount of states that have or that are sanctioned as um, full practice authority for nurse practitioners. So nurse practitioners do not need medical directorship and they are also prescribers themselves. So they can actually in certain states be the medical director of other spaces and employ nurses if they'd like. Um, In Missouri, you do have to have a medical director, but at the end of this year, the hope is that the law will be passed allowing for full practice authority um, for nurse practitioners in the state of Missouri. Really? Which brings up my next adventure, which is why I'm in nurse practitioner school now. So, okay. So someone brought this bill. Do you know who brought the bill in Missouri? Um, I actually, you know, what's funny. I did actually go over that in the last class that I was in on health policy and I could not tell you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. I should, I shouldn't. <laughs> you don't know, but. I didn't see for success. I'm sorry. No, um, no. So right now you have to have a medical director that is a physician, but they right. do not have to be part owner. No. Nope. Um, what does that look like? Do you, do you have to have monthly meetings? Like, what does it even mean for a physician to be a medical director? Of so, your spa? Right. They typically, the setup is a, it's a monthly cost to yeah. function under them, but then it is required by law that they review a certain percentage of charting, like charts. And then of course I, love the support because I have access and can ask questions as needed. And then I do have two nurse practitioners on staff that do the consultations for like, for example, medical weight loss or hormone replacement therapy or peptides. If they have any questions and want to be face to face or on like a telehealth consult with the nurse practitioners, that is kind of the purpose of having them on staff. And then I have a few nurses that work with us as well that do the injectables and IVs and other clinical support for patients. Okay. That's good to know because I think now someone can correct me because I'm out in California. I, I want to say for the medical spa, actually, I'm not even going to say, cause I don't know. I thought they had to be part owner. Every state is different. Like Kansas, which is literally just 20 minutes from me. I do have a lot of clients from Kansas. In Kansas, nurse practitioners have full practice authority, but a medical physician has to be a part owner of the facility to own it. Yeah. So like a nurse practitioner cannot just physically own unless it's recently changed. They have to have a, a... medical doctor as part owner in the state of Kansas, even though they are full practice authority. So it's interesting. Every state's totally different. And truly, med aesthetics and the aesthetic world is very gray 
area. Mm. There is not a board that monitors, recommends, changes health policy. There is not a governing body for aesthetics. Interesting. So it's ta- the, the nursing board per state is tasked with potentially monitoring. Um, and then, for example, the state of Michigan, I know earlier this year, they were, um, there were some legislative motions to potentially restrict certain providers from being able to inject. So there's so many things that change all the time in aesthetics. It's a very interesting world to be a part of. That's for sure. Interesting. So yeah. if there's nurses out there who are listening and they're not from Kansas, they're not from Missouri, should they go to their board of nursing to check and see what the laws are? Or where would they go to even find out? So yes, the state board of nursing where you live, which it's really, really hard to navigate through the laws in the mm-hmm. sites. You can do some research, but I highly suggest finding somewhere local to you and speaking to somebody who's been in that world that can help you navigate, at least to make you familiar or aware of it. Because even the board of nursing, when you reach out to them, that information you could receive back may not be accurate truly at the end of the day. It's, It's very interesting. So get to know an injector, get to know a physician who's in aesthetics, you know, try to shadow a plastic, plastic surgeon's office, you name it. If you're interested in this space, try to do the things that you can do to that one aren't going to require monetary um, commitment because that's not necessary um, mm-hmm. right up front and then kind of ex- become aware of the different things that are in the space and and figure out if it's something you really, really think that you would love because it's, it's different. It's a hard space. Yeah. So back to your spa, just to recap, mm-hmm. it is called prime recovery and wellness and you mm-hmm. do hormones, peptides. You also do aesthetic nursing, meaning Botox fillers. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any lasers? I actually don't have the only device that I have that I use is the skin pen, which is for microneedling. Okay. So I live by the, you know, theory that it is an optimal device to give you micro trauma and it will resurface the skin in ways that you're kind of aiming for. And it's a very cost-effective option as a single provider before we opened up prime, it was never even something I could consider because those are the devices are very, very expensive. Mm. Um, and if people are, I definitely recommend them for specific patients though, because it is a multimodality approach. Aesthetics is like everybody typically needs more than one thing. And I have a great network of people that I can refer out to, but that's the only device I have, mainly because we do so, we're not like a traditional med spa. We do so many other things. Yeah. 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 Well, the gal I go to, she's a physician's assistant. She does operate under a physician out nice. here. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have lasers. Uh, they were thinking about it, but I mean, you have to, there has to be special stuff in your room. I think it has yeah. to be built out with special, I don't know if you have certain film in the walls. I mean, it's not just to yeah. stick the laser in here and go to town. It's not right. that easy. 
Absolutely. Yeah. She does do microneedling. I've had microneedling and um, I have to be careful with it because we were talking before the show started. I have melasma and it's from Satan. Satan himself made melasma. (laughs) I'm convinced. So you have to be careful, but it did help my texture and my pores. Uh, Yeah. Great for oil control, pore control, you name it. Yeah. So, and then you do, I, then part of this wellness spa, you have the hormones, peptides, the aesthetic nursing, nursing, which is the microneedling, Botox, fillers. I imagine you do peels. Yes. You do some peels. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the IV hydration therapy. So which is your favorite? Oh gosh. So now we, I mean, if we're going to get into, again, I, we were talking about this before this show. I'm a huge science nerd. I love science and I research all sorts of things. If I were to pick an IV that I like the most, it's probably going to be NAD plus. And NAD is nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, which is an enzyme that is responsible for improving mitochondrial health. So it's basically aging your cells in reverse, essentially. Um, It's going to improve overall vitality, longevity, energy. So it's really great for energy, of course. Um, And it just basically helps bathe all of yourselves in the good stuff. It's like giving yourselves a uh, green smoothie, essentially. That's a good way to put it. It's like packed with power, essentially. Yeah. Well, I have to ask, because you also do weight loss. Are you carrying Ozempic? Yes. Yes. (laughs) How many calls a day do you get about Ozempic? Just how many? Well, because I have an amazing marketing team. (laughs) But um, yes, I would say that is the most popular service um, right now. Um, it's, if I'm speaking to my background personally, GLP-1s, they definitely serve a purpose. And I absolutely think it is a very necessary medication. Um, it initially was not something I was interested in bringing on because in my opinion, if people are interested in maybe utilizing something like a GLP one, there has to be a lot of discussion on the root cause Mm. of where, where and why we've gotten to where we've gotten. And then how do we reverse the causes? Cause you don't want to be on, GLP ones forever. Um, you want to get to where you want to be and then you want to be able to come off them. Um, at least that's how they're being utilized right now for off label indications and medical weight loss. Okay. Um, so I'm big on, you know, providing patients with a proper nutritional plan. Um, some good advice as to, activity levels, hydration, and focusing primarily on protein intake. So mm-hmm. we could go all day about that. Um, yeah. But yes. That's your jam. I feel like that's your jam. Yes. You're working out the wellness, healthy, mm-hmm. and then everything else is once we get these things in place, then we can add on. Because if you just are adding on and you're not getting, addressing the foundational issues, you're not Correct. doing yourself any favors, right? Correct. Correct. Yes, I would agree a hundred percent because, and those are simple things. There's simple things that you can change that make 
profound differences for people, whether it just be, you know, walking for 10 minutes a day, which therefore translates to going to bed a little bit sooner, which translates to sleeping better at night. And then it's like life altering for people, but you also have to make it digestible. I mean, we learned that in the ER. Yeah. You have to give people things that they can manage on their own self-directed care and then add from there. So you want to hear, here's another embarrassing story about myself. See, I see you drinking water there. Oh yes. Yes. (laughs) Here's my zero. Yeah. I bet it's natural. It's all natural. Yeah. Great. It's good for you. I am a terrible water drinker. Okay. Terrible. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now I like it after I work out, but in terms of just drinking it every day throughout the day, hard pass. Well, I I got over that. I mean, I just didn't enjoy it. But then this whole vacation in Italy, I would drink two cappuccinos in the morning and then it was so hot and we were walking for so long. I had, I drank water all day long. Yes. Nice. And then I found out, you can tell me if this is what you have also seen. If I'm well hydrated and drinking enough water throughout the day, I sleep better. Oh, well, I, I believe that. It's just going to make everything better at the cellular level, truly. I mean, if you're hydrated or hydrated well, your gut is going to function better. And that's very primary in affecting your not only your cortisol levels, but all of your neurotransmitters and your hormones. So... Yeah, that is one thing I typically suggest right off the bat to people is if they're wanting this whole and truly um, other people that I follow and have listened to over the years, you really can't overwhelm people with this huge plan with five or six different requirements because people get overwhelmed very easily and they're very motivated, but motivation only lasts so long right so it has to be something easy um and yeah if i could tell people two things to do to really change their life is yes water and protein intake get enough protein i bet they blow you off honestly because i'm one of those that would have blown you off drink water oh thanks allison that's really (laughs) helpful yeah but spoiler alert you're right. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. More energy. Yeah. Better sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. So wrapping up here, because you're doing so many amazing things. I mean, we could probably make an episode about every single thing that you're doing for the nurses out there who are interested in pursuing. Let's just, let's pick wellness. If they're interested in pursuing wellness or aesthetics, what would you suggest that they do? If I, well, honestly, it, it's a matter of like your passion behind it. Passion drives everything. And if it's something you're passionate about, it will live with you forever. And it will ultimately lead you to success or down that path that you are meant to be on. So I, you know, find the people that inspire you, follow them. If that means that some, and find the people close to you that inspire you that are in the field that you're wanting to be in and develop a relationship, 
Time is your most valuable asset. And if you're using that time wisely and doing the things that you ultimately want to be doing or going and meeting with people that are in the space that you want to be in, eventually you will find the path or the reason or the things that you need to do to get to that. All of that to say, I don't want anyone feeling like they need to spend three, five, ten thousand $10,000 on certificates of completion that does not guarantee um, an outcome ultimately. Yeah. Education is key, sure, and in, in utilizing CEUs and getting con- all of your continued education in a specific arena is great. But in order to kind of break into it, it's it's who you get to know and who you kind of link arms with, honestly. And I'm always happy to share more on that. I mean, because when I first initially got interested in aesthetics, it was kind of not an option because the only option was spending a lot of money and Mm. flying to California or Florida to do a certification or get a certificate. I was like, I can't do that. I'm trying to support myself. (laughs) I don't want people to support myself since I was 20. (laughs) Yeah, right. I was like, that's why I don't recommend that. Yeah. I just, social media is a powerful thing. You can find the people that really, that are doing the things you want to be doing and you'll be able to pick up on the things that they've done to get to where they are. And then you'll be able to put those pieces into play and make them work for you to be able to get there. Yeah. Okay. So where can people, what is your website? Can they find you on Instagram? Where can they find you? I would say if you're wanting to reach out or ask questions about any of this, because yes, I could truly talk all day about wellness and aesthetics. Um, So my Instagram handle is nurse underscore Allison, A-L-Y-S-O-N. That's the best way to reach me um, from a personal standpoint. We do have an Instagram for prime recovery and wellness. It's just prime.recovery. Our marketing team handles that. Um, And then that would be, that would be truly the best way to kind of reach out and ask more questions. Um, There are other things I do. I mean, I've been teaching advanced aesthetic training courses uh, for Evelis for over a year, year and a half. So Really, I love being in the space of educating science. Yes, helping patients, but I also help providers. So there's a lot. That... I love. It. Well, what I'll do is I'll have it in the show notes. I'll have both Instagrams, yours, and the Prime Recovery and Wellness IG yeah. on there, and then I'll have your website on there. And then if they want, if nurses want to reach out or just yeah. go poke around, see what you're doing, mm-hmm. and um. We'll definitely reach out anytime. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for coming on. Everything that you're doing is so impressive. I have to say. We could talk a lot more. I'm sure. Thank you. I do appreciate it. And I would love, love to chat again. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I think what you're doing is amazing. I really love that you are you know, helping other people expose what we do as nurses because nursing is nursing. Yes. But there's so much that you can do with it. And I love. Yes. 
I love that you're doing that so much. Yeah. I just want to communicate. You're not stuck. If you have an interest, yes. how about this? How about this? That's what this entire podcast is about, is having people on mm-hmm. and saying, hey, nurse, how about this? It and is. then maybe, you know, episode what 20 wasn't for you, but episode 50 will be. Great. Exactly. We have options. You yeah. do. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate You're your welcome. time. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. You too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Black Sheep Nurse podcast. If you want more, head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode. You can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox. And if you're looking for more everyday fun and community, join us on Instagram at blacksheepnurse.